If you are like me and know that free enterprise is the greatest opportunity in the world, but you also see there are huge issues starting to arise, like why is mentorship decreasing in popularity? Why do entrepreneurs like us who love to succeed see people fail at the top and never leave true significance? And how do people like us make a lasting impact on the world? And is it possible for enough entrepreneurial leaders together to make a real difference? These are the blaring questions, and this podcast is the answer. Journey with me, your host, Christian. Together, we will challenge the status quo and conquer our legacy. Thank you so much for joining in to Journey with Christian Podcast. Now, you guys, we have someone extremely, extremely special. You know, we actually connected uh, via Facebook, and uh, just he has some really great content, and he shared this information with me. He's actually a, a prolific writer and a marketing coach. You can actually find his work most frequently on Medium and other major business news outlets on creativity, marketing, personal growth, and the future of business. In addition, he also is a master on the piano and a karate and a voracious reader. When he's not crafting ideas and campaigns, you'll find him doing one of those other activities or spending time with his family. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Elijah on. How are you doing, Elijah? I'm doing pretty well. Good, good. I'm so glad to be able to uh, connect uh, and obviously be a uh, part of this podcast. Uh, you know, first of all, I think it's really awesome just to share a little bit of a uh, story. Elijah just recently got in a car accident, but he was committed. You can show his character. Uh, you can tell he's a character because, of course, he let me know in advance. But not only that, but he also stuck with his commitment. So I really appreciate you being on, and we really look forward to just diving right in. But if you would, uh, you know, I just mentioned a little bit about you, man, but if you would just kind of briefly tell uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Um. Yeah, that's a, that's a good place to start. I think it's uh, really um, just key to, to kind of have a backstory in there. So uh, I kind of first started getting interested in, uh, you know, marketing, things like that. Um, a couple of years ago, I was kind of in a rough place, um, and I was going to, to classes at online high school at the time. And uh, a really great mentor there, you know, we talk about mentors on this podcast a lot, uh, recommended uh, his book list to me. It was a huge book list. Um, but I just started diving in. And um, uh, at first, I kind of picked up a lot of the books on this list about, you know, wealth and personal finance um, and, and personal development because there were some places that I wanted to be and I wanted to grow myself in that regard. Um, but, you know, as... I progressed down and started learning more and more. There was, there was one book in particular, um, which you've probably talked about uh, before, I can imagine, but uh, Building a Story Brand with Donald Miller. And uh, it's a great marketing book, and I think everyone should read it. But it, for some reason, it just connected so powerfully and so personally with me in that moment. And um, I just recognized that it's something that I wanted to be learning and uh, working on you know, for the rest of my life. And, uh, you know, and then since then I've uh, started blogging and uh, doing cool things like that. And uh, that's kind of what led me here today. So, Well, that's awesome, though. And this is kind of a mentor that was in your life that just recommended that. So then I, I'm always intrigued with that because what I find very interesting is that I recommend books and that people that want to say, you know, yeah, I want to, I want to achieve something great in life, and yet they don't actually pursue that. What, what made you actually put the action toward it and say, yeah, I want to read these books and I want to actually implement this. What what was that desire and that, that underlying desire, if you will? Um, I think, like, definitely at first, like, 
you know, as I started learning more and more different topics, I was open up to a whole bunch of, you know, different horizons. And so there was definitely some, you know, material incentive for me to learn how to succeed in business. Um, but, you know, as, as things progressed, like, I really, I haven't read this book yet, but uh, it's by Cal Newport, uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You. And basically, like, the whole premise of the book is that you don't have any sort of innate passion. You don't have any sort of... Um, you know, thing that you were born to do is rather that you work on developing highly valuable skills and, uh, you know, just try stuff, just experiment, and you will find your passion through that. And I think ultimately, um, you know, just by reading a lot, just exposing myself to, you know, to different worlds, you know, that, that's what built me into getting really excited about, um, you know, where my goals and, and uh, things like that. Definitely, definitely. That's a cool uh, topic that you just mentioned there. You know, it's not just a matter of like, yes, I was born to do this. It was just a matter of, you know, identifying your skills and kind of harnessing those skills and realizing what you enjoy but also what you're really good at. So let me ask you this then, kind of going into the writing and blogging and the content creation that you've done. You know what? At what point in your life did you start realizing that, okay, I'm a, I'm a really, I'm talented at writing. I, I can put, a, you know, my, my point across very well. I can do it very elegantly, but also bring curiosity and bring attraction to what I have to write and what I have to build. So I'm curious, at what point did you start realizing some of the gifts that uh, you're talented with, but also you're able to harness um, those into actual skill set and really make that and tweak it and a little bit, make it a little bit better? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think just, you know, in my education, uh, you know, just, just growing up, um, you know, the different classes uh, that I that I took, like, um, becoming a very highly skilled writer is always, um, you know, a, a deep focus um, and just communicating your ideas uh, more powerfully. And I don't know, I, 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 um, I think that I really started becoming good at writing when I uh, did it a lot as part of one particular class that I was in where you know we read all sorts of biographies uh, of great people throughout history and then we wrote you know uh, just really in-depth analysis and a really careful you know scope of, of their life and their work and you know what they did and I realized because I was actually working with a, a writing coach at, at the time it was kind of like a, a homeschool um, co-op type class in, in high school um, but, it, but I started realizing that I was a really good writer and at that point I uh, didn't really do any sort of writing outside of you know what you've been required to do when you grow up you know um, but then as things progressed and especially when I started learning about marketing you know through reading and things like that when I mentioned earlier uh, the people that I started following um, I, I just grew in a really deep affirmation of their books and their blogs. Um, and although, you know, being a writer is not exclusively something that I want to do, uh, it's definitely in, in my future. And so originally just started because I just started writing about, you know, things that I cared about, things that, you know, a message that people needed to hear. Um, and then it just kind of went from there. And then, you know, and then recently just kind of started being more strategic and saying, you know, I'm going to get these into other places. Um, you know, I started getting requests to get featured in other blogs and, you know, things like that. And so, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really ties in pretty much like the, the Cal Newport concept where, 
where, you know, it's just something that you try and then you build up and that that's how you get to where you are. That definitely makes sense. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, I mean, just going out there, you realize, okay, you tried it, and then all of a sudden you really just started, like, honing in on that and making that happen. So that's really cool that you – and I know that you're, you're really focused on that. You say, how long have you been uh, blogging and writing this content now? Um, probably about a year. Um, a lot of bloggers, I think that's pretty much when the first um, kind of major posts came out. Um you know, a lot of uh, a lot of bloggers focus on you know like daily or weekly content, you know, creation, and, and just kind of like talk a lot about um, various things. Um, I was kind of more strategic. I would you know release a couple of, of high quality articles per per month and kind of just package them in a nice way that they could be shared and you know kind of interesting separate ideas. Um, such that you know it's not just like a, a series of blog posts where you have to read through their entire work to get the point of it, but. Um, but yeah, probably about a year now. So that, and I appreciate you because that's kind of segue into like obviously, you know, blogging and and content writing. Uh, you know, sometimes, and I don't know if some entrepreneurs are in this situation, but people that want to go out there and start writing and sharing their their their, their stories, if you will. Uh, sometimes, you know, you can be bogged down because oh gosh, there's so much competition, right? Uh, but I, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we all have a story that we can share. We all have our own individual thing that we've all worked through and developed. And so I'm curious, you know, what kind of systems, I know we mentioned Medium, but I know what other what other uh, outlets do you utilize to kind of spread your message and share your story? Um, I think just like other, yeah, Whatever your um, chosen, you know, medium is that you are, and I say medium, uh, you know, in the literal sense of the word, not the company, um, you know, you're definitely going to create things in, in all sorts of different formats, but I feel like a lot of people put too much emphasis on that, um, and it's more like, you know, what is the message that you're trying to share, and then what's kind of the most logical and best way for you to share the message. So, you know, for me, uh, focused on are really just great articles that, that go viral and get a lot of traction. So, so LinkedIn is a good place for that. Um, you know, and then getting featured in other kind of medium-sized blogs, um, like TechCrunch, places like that is good. Um, and then, you know, if, you, if you're good at just being a giver, developing amazing stuff and amazing relationships, um, then you can, you know, eventually actually pitch your way into places like Forbes and Fast Company, um, you know, for, for writers. Um, you know, so it, it kind of depends on how you best feel, feel comfortable sharing your message. Uh, whatever kind of makes you the most excited while you're doing it, right? Um, so sometimes I get excited talking, um, but I get probably the most excited when I'm writing. And so that's that's what I focus on. Definitely, definitely. And, and what I find very interesting is like you, and I think this is a good backstory to obviously tell our audience a little bit, uh, Elijah, is, you know, you, you focus for a year. And I know, because uh, I know you told me this before at the beginning, you know, you only had a few views but now that you're in a situation where you've got a lot of connections and networking, you're building such great content. You know, during the beginning, what what was that motivation, or what what kept you going instead of just saying, "Oh, give up," or whatever, it, it just full of the towel? Uh, what, what allowed you to just keep going? Uh, so, what what kept you going? Yeah, I think ultimately, um, and, a, and a lot of people say this, um, you know. That especially, like, I didn't really set out to 
just be an infopreneur, right? I started sharing ideas because I cared about them. Um, what's really interesting is I've heard, you know, major, major uh, entrepreneurs say this is, you know, like Seth Godin, uh, Richie Norton, uh, you know, world-class business coaches. Um, they say, like, uh, T. Harbecker, they say, you know, don't quit your job. Like, don't try and jump shit. Um, and then start, you know, living into this passion of sharing your ideas all the time. Say so what you should actually be doing because you should just be so, you know, passionate about sharing your ideas that it will build into something, you know, and then you use your existing resources to, uh, to fund whatever you know your new project is and so i think like first of all if you want to start blogging or podcasting or anything like that don't um whatever like don't rely on that as your monetary means of support at the beginning and don't even you know like really make that the end goal make the end goal you know the money that you're going to get kind of the thing after the thing right um so a lot of people you know make blogs and they really don't make a whole lot of money but they get a lot of book deals you know they get clients you know coaching clients things like that so definitely focus on the second order effects um second thing um it's actually kind of at the time I was learning a lot from Benjamin Hardy, who was the number one writer on Medium for uh, most, uh, for several years. Um, and his work has been viewed by millions of people. And I got to watch this training that he did. And he said that he was pumping out stuff several times a week for months, you know, several months. He probably made 50 to 100, like, super just dense articles um, before one took off, before one started getting featured in Huffington Post and, and places like that. And, like, it was kind of that tipping point. Um, but there was one article that he just, you know, wrote, and it was really amazing, kind of like four months down the line, and he was just blogging like a monster the entire time with pretty much no results. But, you know, that one was able to get picked up and, and passed up the chain and, and actually helping to post featured that article that he did. And so I think ultimately um, it's just like sharing your message because you want to and not because you have to. Um, and then, you know, secondly, just, you know, being patient and recognizing that all of the the people you have, you see out there who are killing it have uh, been building it up for several years. And so you can definitely have initial results and initial success. But, uh, but to play the long game, I like what Bo Eason says. He's the author of There's No Plan B for a game. He's a former NFL player. And he says, uh, you know, think 20 years, right? Nobody else is thinking out that long. And so if you have a declaration, you want to be the best in the world or something, you truly care about this is going to be your thing, then, you know, think out 20 years, not two months, not three months, you know, 20 years, where are you going to be in 20 years? And then take the actions right now that are going to get you there, not just that are going to make, that are going to make you survive this week, get through this month, you know? So, uh, that's really good information. I appreciate you sharing that with me because, uh, audience, I, guys, I hope you guys, uh, you know, take that to really to heart. You know, one biggest step is do not just jump ship from your job or whatever you're doing. I know many of you guys want to leave your job because you hate your boss, you hate yourself, you, know, you want to do the entrepreneurial thing. However, though, you, you get in a situation where you'll, you'll have to get a sale instead of like, hey, let it just naturally occur and attract the, the right customers and attract the right network. And then just like he said as well, uh, you know, Elijah, what you just said is, you know, obviously just making sure you're just consistently doing it. It is work ethic 100%. Now, what I am interested on is, you know, when you were building your, your, your base, if you will, Elijah, did you, um, you know, at the beginning, did you really kind of focus on, 
just a ton of content, or did you focus on a lot of just more quality? Not only that, but also, did you just focus on Medium as a platform, or did you also like take bits and pieces and like curate your own content, like on Twitter and you know other ways to attract more audience? Uh, yeah, I'd say at the very beginning, I probably was only on Medium, pretty much Medium and LinkedIn exclusively is pretty much where I was doing my stuff. Um, and I, um, and then kind of spread to other places, you know, throughout. And sometimes I'll take pieces from my content and stick them, you know, in Facebook groups where that could be valuable. Um, but definitely if you, if you make something, you know, big, like, uh, a podcast or uh, an article, the great thing about that is, you spent the time to develop quality and valuable ideas, so then you can just take like one paragraph from that, or you know, like one minute of video from you know the bigger project that you did, and then intersperse that down the line without trying to make a bunch of uh, small stuff. So it could definitely be repurposed in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's really interesting because you know, definitely solo entrepreneurs. We get overwhelmed by all these social media platforms and how should we curate our content. We really start making things happen. Um, and so sometimes we get overwhelmed and we don't just focus on one one avenue first. Yeah, you know, for sure. An expert at that. So I really appreciate you sharing that. You focus on medium. Then obviously when you have that established a little bit, you've got a system, you got a work ethic. Then all of a sudden you start curating and pushing yeah. in ways as well. Okay, awesome, awesome. So then and I said, go ahead. And I, said, and I said this before, but like ultimately a lot of people focus too much on the way that they're distributing, you know, what there is. And you know, the internet is a new thing. You know, it's it's been around say twenty years, right? But the principles of marketing have been around for thousands of years. So you kind of look at that disparity and uh, you wonder why so many people are getting frustrated and burnt out. And I think, like, ultimately, if you just go study history, study how messages were spread to history, you know, like, go back to, like, how did Jesus spread his message? How did, you know, Gandhi spread his message? How did, um, you know, P.T. Barnum, the great circus man, you know, he used newspapers, right? Um, and then we kind of moved into radio and we moved into television. And now, you know, today there's a lot of social media platforms, which a lot of them get a lot of attention because uh, there's the potential to get a very massive audience very quickly for free, um, but at the same time, like, so many people focus on how they're sharing it instead of, you know, going back to their message and seeing if what they're sharing is compelling, valuable, um, or if they even know what it is. I, I see so many people and they just are kind of generalist. They, they just post basic advice slash inspirational stuff and there's no specific reason why anyone should connect with them and so nobody does definitely definitely and i know that, like you said marketing has been around for so many years so obviously you're you're developing uh huge you know content marketing but also just going out there and developing a really good handle on marketing um just Tell me a little bit about, you know, obviously your marketing strategy or your content strategy to not only get the word out, but also monetize and help you monetize to make a living off of it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, everybody kind of wants to, you know, have, uh, you know, have a little bit of extra money, a side hustle or a full-time gig. So i just love to get your, your experience. Yeah. I think ultimately uh, for anyone who's creating content, uh should be done with an end goal in mind. Um, like I said, I was learning from, you know, Ben Hardy in his course. Like, he had one single lever 
which was that he wanted his writing, you know, he just wanted to be a writer, right? And so his one single lever was he said, I want to have a six-figure book deal. So all of his activities were primed towards that. Like, that's the main reason why he created content. He was working towards this, this greater vision. And so, you know, whether you want to be a coach or whether you just, you know, want to be established as an expert in your field um, by getting featured in, in major publications or, you know, whatever your specific goal is. And, you know, I don't, you know, and I can't name that for you. That's why you should create what you create. Right. Um, and then ultimately just you get really, really clear um, on, the, on the psychological needs that are uh, present is what I like to say. So, you know, most of us are probably familiar with the, the seven levels why exercise. We say, you know, why is this important to me? And then go seven layers deep. So, you know, think about why you want to create what you create. Start with that top question in mind. And then go seven layers deep so you really have your core motivation. Um, and then also, you know, if you're trying to think about your specific field, what problems you want to solve for people as an entrepreneur or, you know, an employee, think about, you know, why is this problem important to me? Or especially for entrepreneurs who the reason they're in the specific business that they are is because they overcame a problem in their past. Like, like James Dyson started the Dyson Company because he was frustrated with his vacuum and it sucked. Or it didn't suck. That was the problem. <laughs> and uh, so he, you know, created this new business. So he overcame that problem. Right. So you ask, like, why? What was so bad about this problem that I was experiencing? And go seven layers deep with the problem as well, and then you'll start to see kind of like core psychological motivations behind your audience, um, and you'll be able to connect a lot more deeply with them in that case. And so you'll start to see things pop up. You know, like I want to feel accepted. I want to feel worthy. Um, I want to stop living a life with with so many regrets. I want to, you know, do what I truly want to do. And then, you know, so if you if you go deeper, you can tailor your message to um, the people who need it. And then in terms of traffic for your marketing, um, you are coming in with your unique message, your unique story, and you've done actually the work to figure out what you're truly trying to say. Um, you're not jumping in this game. You, you know what you're truly trying to say. Um, so the new solution that you have you go to all the people who are currently trying out old, outdated methods that don't work, and you present them with a new opportunity, um, the opportunity switch, that's what Russell Brunson likes to say. And so, for example, when Apple created the iPhone, this is exactly what they did. You know, they thought about the core problems that, you know, people were facing, but they, they also created a new thing nobody was expecting. Um, but there were all sorts of, you know, frustrated customers with the, the big clunky cell phones of the day or with Blackberry and Nokia, places like that. So all the congregations, all the places where people with, you know, previous bad solutions were hanging out, that's, that's where they went, right? Um, and so this, this kind of applies uh, no matter where you are. You know, if, if you are a real estate guy, um, then you go to all these um and you want to teach people how to invest in real estate, um, you, uh, you know, find the, the hot people who are already interested in uh, learning from you. And, and you also kind of go to the, the places where people are failing and the places where people are frustrated. Um, 
you know, like uh, there's probably a bunch of stock investing Facebook groups. Um, and so there are probably a bunch of people right now who are complaining about problems with investing in the stock market, right? And so you can go in and, and provide valuable education to them and say, like, look, um, you know, these are some of the reasons why those problems may be happening. Are you interested in other methods for, you know, earning money in your investments that, uh, not have these problems and then you can kind of introduce your unique message in there so I think like ultimately uh, I'll just say this like to cap it all off with in terms of marketing like once you get really really clear of what your message is what you're trying to do then it becomes obvious where you should start searching and where you should start looking to find the people who are going to be receptive to that message um, and then usually it's just you know a few Google searches from then on to find the con- existing congregations of people all sorts of online forums you know where people are currently um, chatting about things that you could genuinely help with and then you just kind of uh, insert yourself into the conversation that makes sense yeah I mean, that, that, that totally makes sense and well so now what I find very interesting is like you know I guess many people you know they become uh, individuals that just consume, consume, and consume podcasts, and you know, reading and this and that, and not just applying it, but also going out there and realizing, you know what, I just need to apply it and make it happen. But not only applying it, but being focused. How do you stay focused? And obviously, you know, there's so many different ways that you know, I could go do this, or I could do a YouTube, or this and that. But how do you stay focused on saying, okay, you know what, I'm staying focus on the writing or the blogging and the content creation and I'm not going to try to get outside of like what you just said, personal development and content and marketing and stuff like that. I'm going to be focused. You know, you know, because I, correct me if I'm wrong, Elijah, you're not going to go around and start, you know, blogging and writing about, um, you know, uh, you know, a keto diet, correct? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's not in your, in your market. So that's what I'm intrigued with is how do you stay, you know, targeted and focused on just the specific avenues that you've chosen. I think a lot of people get caught up in analysis by paralysis, and I myself was looking through my goals for this year a few weeks ago, just to be completely transparent, and was, uh, you know, kind of experiencing the same thing. I was like, you know, um, my writing is growing. There's a lot of different directions I could take with this. There's a lot of, like, end places where this could lead to money, and so, like, which one should I focus on? Should I focus on, you know, trying to do an e-book? Should I focus on scaling up coaching? Like, what exactly should I do? Um, and I think ultimately if you have a very clear vision of your long-term plan like I mentioned earlier um, and then you figure out what actions now would be the linchpin to you getting there and so uh, Essentialism such a great book highly recommend it I read it like four times but uh, essentially you have you have a very clear destination of where you want to go and so you're not going to let you know anything derail you from that and so your vision your vision may change over time but your actions now are going to be a lot more highly focused if you know where you're trying to go long term and I think kind of the, the second thing with that is you know in terms of focusing and not not getting caught up by the next trend or the next fad and just saying true to your core message is that your personal story matters more than you think like Tony Robbins, for example, has built up this following, and he talks about all sorts of stuff. You know, he's talked about um, physiology and psychology and relationships and, and money and finances and wealth. He went and interviewed a bunch of billionaires, right? Um, and so 
I don't, I don't want to say that your uh, the stuff, the, the content that you produce, the value that you do should be you know completely permanent and never change over time. Definitely pulling together new ideas and, and the intersection of different fields often um, creates a lot of value. Um, but the way that I kind of stay focused and I don't, you know, let things derail me is kind of just number one, having the, the long-term vision and, uh, and just number two, um, we talked about kind of traffic and, you know, marketing and joining the fray earlier. Um, it's like when I'm actually producing my ideas, I, I shut everything else out, you know, uh, deep work like Cal Newport is pretty much, you know, my, my philosophy there, um, and I, you know, I don't get distracted. You know, when, when I'm working, I'm working. And uh, it's such a simple concept, um, but it's enabled me to get so much more done than people I see around me. Um, that applies to, you know, studying. It applies to your business. It applies to your job, you know, um, whatever. You just stay focused on one thing at a time. Yeah, and that is brilliant. I really appreciate you just sharing that because I think, you know, uh, like I mentioned, I mean, just so many entrepreneurs, they, they go to the next new, you know, Bitcoin and then stocks and then, you know, this and that. And it's just, you know, real estate and whatever. And you just have to identify. And like you just mentioned as well, Elijah, is like it doesn't mean that you're going to have to be doing that for the next 70 years. You can branch off and do other things, but you have to focus on one, become an expert, start monetizing it, and then go on to that next branch. Just like, you know, Tony Robbins did, you know, and, and Gary Vee, you know, I, I know he's got such an incredible person, uh, a personal brand that, he, you know, he has a shoe now that he's selling, and he's got one. has nothing to do with marketing, but he just wanted to. And, uh, so I appreciate you sharing that with me. So then obviously, and I, I think this kind of goes right into our mentorship and the power of mentorship and what it's meant in, in your life. Um, you know, because obviously you, in order to have focus, in order to obviously, you know, have those goals and be clear on that, you know, you want a mentor that can teach you and kind of believe in you sometimes before they believe in, you know, before the person believes in themselves. So let me ask you, you know, who's been a good mentor in your life and, um, you know, how has that affected your life? Uh, Benjamin, like I mentioned earlier, uh, has been a great one, and everyone should go buy his books and <laughs> listen to his stuff. But um, uh, there's a really good quote of his, and that's why I brought him up, that says, the fastest way to become who you want to be is to surround yourself with people who are already like you. Right. Um, and he actually has a lot of psychological research about identity and your future self and who you're going to be. Um, but essentially, what you uh, you know want to do in in mentors is first of all get clear on where you want to be. Just you know, if you need to, just take out a journal, go in the woods, you know, take some time and get really honest. You know, if if your life were perfect, if you were running the dream business, sharing the dream message, um, and you know, I, I don't care like what field you you know, want to be in, but you know, a lot of people are very passionate about you know what they ultimately want to do, and it's, it takes a lot of courage. Um, and I heard you talk about courage in one of your earlier episodes, but uh, it takes a lot of courage. But you know, you. If you get strategic, you can actually get where you want to be. You, you can achieve that vision so much faster than you think. 
Um, it's what Richie Norton likes to tell, you know, his clients. He's a world-class business coach and author. He says, so you have this great big plan for your business, right? Um, so you're going to work hustle 16 hours a day, and you're going to grind away, do this thing, and then five years later you're going to look up, and then you'll be living the dream life, and then you'll you know, be able to go on vacations with your family and do what you want. He's like, I have news for you. He's like, if you're a parent, if, if you are... Um, you know, trying to run a family, you know, by the time you do that, you know, five years later, your 13 year old has become 18, you know, they're out. And so you can't have those experiences that you want. So he's like, choose where you ultimately want to be and get rid of all the intermediary projects that are standing in your way. Right. Um, you know, just get as close to your dream as possible as soon as possible. Um, it's pretty much uh, his philosophy. And so I think in terms of mentors, figure out the guy who is as close to where you want to be, you know, uh, as soon as you want to be. Um, you know, and for me in marketing, uh, you know, just a lot of the people I aspire to, I've already mentioned just in the course of our conversation, because that's how much I, uh, you know, obsess over modeling their work and building relationships and becoming like them. But uh, um, ultimately, that's, that's what you want to do when looking for a mentor. And the second thing is because the mentors are already where you want to be, like you should be highly interested in their life. Um, it reminds me of a quote by, I believe it was uh, M. Russell Ballard, a religious leader in my church, but he said, uh, he was talking about mentorship specifically in a father-son relationship, and he said the best way that fathers and sons can have an amazing relationship is you, sh- you as the son should take an interest in your father's life. And I think, you know, a father or a mentor figure is the same way with mentors in your business career. It's you should take an absolute interest in their goals, uh, and in their life, and you know, you should pr- be promoting their books, and their podcasts, and you shouldn't be just, you know, and then you, you should tell them about it. You should be really strategic about how you're going to help them. Are you an aspiring side hustler or online business owner that wants to create passive income, but you don't know where, you don't know how to start? Well, go to EvansFamilySideHustle.com, schedule a 45-minute phone conference with myself, Christian Evans, or one of my sales coaches. Again, that's EvansFamilySideHustle.com.